Yeah, Al, we are so close to Super Bowl 56, and I, I'm in a good spot today. I was getting a little uh, I'm better than I was yesterday about when is that, where it is. Is that coming up? Uh, somewhere in middle of March, I think, is Got when it, is, when yep. it is. Um, I mean, I don't know why. I'm a good day. Tomorrow I may be a little more anxious, but today I'm in, a, I'm in a pretty good spot. I did a little bit of a deep dive on some stuff last night for the Rams and the Bengals. Rams are better than the Bengals. That doesn't mean they're going to win the game, but they're a better team than the Bengals. They have more good players than the Bengals do. I don't know if that translates to a win, but I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. You're uh, you're lying to yourself because I know you very, very well. <laughs> you do. And you are not somebody that is calm, cool, and collective. You get nervous. You get nervous with your squads. I know it's for just, sure. It, it happens. And when it's I was the Super yesterday. Bowl – on the line, I get it. I understand it. Now you are right about the um, the Rams should win the game. If you really kind of break it down, there's a reason why a lot of people, I would say seven, eight people out of ten, would pick the Rams to beat the Bengals. I get all that. Um, but with that being said, that doesn't mean you're not going to be nervous leading up to Sunday. You got a thirteen thirteen game at halftime. You're not going to be in a good position doing that halftime. Well, okay, show. so the, the, we know the number. I think I, the, I know exactly the number. Sean McVay with the lead at the half. Do you know what his record is in his career? If, if the Rams one point lead, thirty point lead. You know what? what if it? they lead at the half, mm-hmm. they're forty seven and one. Mm-hmm. Okay, four. And the one they lost was to San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. In week eighteen, it's the, it's, yep. That's it, right? So if he has a lead, he closes the show. Here's the rub, though. The Bengals have had this knack of coming from behind. So I, I even with a lead, even though Sean McVay has these incredible numbers at the half, I still will be feeling a certain way because look, if it's thirty-five to six, I'll, I'll feel pretty sure. good about it. But if it's you know, let's say it's twenty to fourteen, I don't I don't know how much uh, no, that's a warm, that's warm fuzzy feelings you have going into the second half. Yeah, they're. I, I'm with you. By the way, I, I think it's. Like I, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week, it, it's one of those games. It feels like if the Rams jump out, it's fourteen to three by the end of the first quarter. It could be ugly. It could be one of those games. You gave an example of when the Niners beat the Chargers by seventy-four, right? <laughs> it but was you, you gave an example. Once it kind of started, there was nothing to stop it. Um, I, I don't think that's too far off. But at the same time, if the Bengals just have some confidence and sit back, and all of a sudden at halftime, it's it's a field goal away from tying the game. Of course you're going to feel good. Of course you're going to be a little bit tighter. Of course if you're Stafford, you might double, you might uh, second guess yourself where if you have a lead and you're more comfortable, you're just slinging and you're not paying attention to it. Um, That first half probably tells a lot. But I say all that, they were down big to the Chiefs at halftime. And they came all the way back. So who the hell knows what what to expect on Sunday? <laughs> it's it's they're, they're, you're, until it's a thirty point lead with a minute yeah. to go, or the clocks are triple zero. I don't know if you ever feel good about it when there's this much riding on it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. If you want to go see that game that we're talking about, we've got your tickets. Keep listening every hour for the Super Sounder, and when you hear it, caller number seven eight seven 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 ten ESPN, and you will qualify to win a pair of super tickets for the big game. The 710 Super Ticket Giveaway for you from your championship radio station, 710 ESPN. Okay, I got a got a very serious question to ask you here. So, last break you talked about how you went and got two slices of pizza. Uh-huh. Okay? There are many boxes from what you told me. So, I'm assuming here... I can see four from where I'm sitting. There's probably a vegetarian. There's a meat lover's. There's a little bit of everything there, right? Sure. Okay. So, with that being said... Um, you already had two slices. Mm-hmm. 
two slices down already? Uh, one and a half. I have not finished my second slice. Okay. The fact, by the way, that you got two slices and couldn't even get to the studio like just a normal human being before taking down one <laughs> slice, I at one way look down at, you, down at you and the other way really look up towards you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um <laughs> Because it's not a distance from those who've never been to the station. From the kitchen to the studio, it takes about 30 seconds. (laughs) It doesn't take very long. Okay, (laughs) But on the other side of it, I don't see you as somebody stopping at two. Are you stopping at two? Yes. Yes. Are you saying that because you want to tell that to yourself, but there's also a challenge of leaving the office without taking another one? No, I've got stuff that I need to do. I can't can't be in a pizza coma for the next several hours. I need need to be functional. Go grab a small slice. It doesn't have to be a big one. It doesn't have to be one of the big ones. This is what we talked about before. That that small slice, well, I already had a small. I might as well have another one. There's no no one else is going to want that half of a half of a slice, so I might as well eat that, which leads to the fourth piece and which leads to the rest of the pizza. I'm I'm, I'm putting my flat. Flag in the ground right here, Slee. I am stopping it too. It was terrific. Did you have I'm breakfast? Too- no, I didn't. I had a, a more than my fair share of coffee today. You're but- at a you're at a calorie deficit. I think you should get a couple more. I look it, don't I? I look like I'm gonna I'm gonna blow away You don't away look in the healthy. Wind. Yeah, you look. Hey, you look Trav, like you haven't eaten something. You, you okay? You look like you're wasting away to nothing. Things that have never been said to me ever in my entire life. Um, let's go to the Lakers right here, Slee. They got crushed by the Bucks last night. Mm-hmm. Um, it was ugly. A- AD got knocked around by Giannis again. Giannis was clearly the best player on the court, the most active player on the court, the hungriest player on the court, the most desperate player on the court. The Bucks played harder. And then on top of all of that, the Russell Westbrook stuff. After the game, he was talking about, hey, look, I can't put myself in the game. You know, I want to help these guys. It just feels like we really got to a point last night where it's like, oh, boy, something bad's going to happen. All right, can I just – these are Giannis. Giannis has played the Lakers in two games this year. He is 35 of 43 from the field. He missed eight shots of 43 attempts, and he has 91 points. Is that in good? Those, in those two games. That's good, right? He had a 44 spot and a 47 spot in the two games. And, um, you know, we had a caller call in earlier today that they were at the game yesterday, and they reached a point where it was like, okay, well, you know, the Lakers aren't going to win the game. Why don't I just appreciate what Giannis is doing? Um, yeah, that that dude takes his game to a different level, almost takes it personal against Anthony Davis and the Lakers, and unfortunately, does. it doesn't feel like AD takes it personal against Giannis. Agreed. I, I think I think Giannis has got that thing. Michael Jordan had it. Kobe had it. That Tiger has it. I don't just want to win. I want to break you in the process of winning. I, I want to humiliate you i want it to be so obvious that i'm better than you that even you know i'm better than you that even you've given up the idea of getting on my level that that's that's what those really next level competitors are all about and 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 it's hard to argue otherwise it's hard to see what you've seen in the two games with those guys going up against it and feel like those guys are playing the same thing anthony davis may have the tools in his toolbox that Giannis has but the the ferocity yeah. that Giannis plays with, and then the lack thereof that Anthony Davis had. And, and when they're right next to each other like that, man, is it hard to argue otherwise. Well, it's it's, it's disappointing, you know, because we do this as fans, right? When when somebody, you're watching your squad, AD, go right back at him. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of, you say that to yourself. At least that's me. There was a possession early on in the game. I think Giannis poked the ball out of AD's hand, and then he blocked Anthony Davis, and then the ball's going the other way. Yep. 
in in my head, or or Giannis has a a breakaway dunk, and there's ooing and aahing at the arena. You want AD, AD, go at him. You know, sometimes I don't care about the, I'm not trying to run no offense. Give me the damn ball and let me go up. This dude wants to go one on. He's doing it to you. You don't get that with AD. You just don't get that with AD. And you don't get any Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter last night. He literally did not play in the fourth quarter. He did not like it, and he talked about it after the game. We'll do that coming up next. And do you have to do whatever you can to move on from Russell Westbrook before this time tomorrow? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. What's the uh, tally, Slee? You See, you're by yourself with the whole pizza. We have multiple pizzas for multiple people. How much damage have you done? All right, so I just took actually my literally my first bite of the pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, this is spicy. <laughs> it's hitting you a little, a little with a little that's kick. That's perfect. That's what I like. I like that. You know what we're talking about? We throw hot sauce on our uh, mm-hmm. on our pizza. I don't need any hot sauce on this. This no, is, it's got some spice. Got the perfect amount of kick to it. So um, I'll, I'll get a couple slices in. You know, I, I usually try to get two, three slices in, and then uh, that kind of gets me prepped for the pregame show, <laughs> and then a couple more for the pregame, and just kind of keep going. You're you know, gonna keep going to be all night. You're going to be going Pizza Hut Pizza. It's going to be. You had it. What's it now? It's it's about noon. You hit it again right before pregame. Pregame is at what, uh, 6 tonight? 5.30. 5.30 tonight, so maybe about 4 you'll have a little bit more, maybe 4.30, and then halftime's going to come around. Might as well have a slice right before halftime. Why not Why not knock it out? Yeah, just, just get it all in. Just get it all in. Okay, <laughs> let, let me throw out here today's uh, stat hero of the day. So this kind of goes back to the Laker lineups, and, you know, this has been one of the – I'm going to call it excuses because we've thrown – a lot of excuses the Lakers' way. They're still three games below 500. Tuesday marked the 27th different starting lineup um, in their 55th game. So wow. it was just the 18th time that AD, LeBron, and Westbrook all played together. But, you know, you've switched up. Stanley Johnson's been in there. Trevor Ariza, Malik Monk, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, kind of throwing all the different uh, uh, players that are out there. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner, of the Travis and Sleba show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. So, Trav kind of gives you a, an idea. Um, the problem is with the Lakers, as much as we want to make excuses for them, you, you're out of excuses. I mean, it's one thing if you're five, six games over 500, you're sitting in the fourth or fifth spot in the Western Conference. Um, you, that has not been the case with the Lakers because they've also played bad teams or average teams, and those are tough games, which tells you more and more this is who your squad is because when you go up against a team like the Bucks, who's one of the elite in the NBA, you're down 30 at Crypto.com Arena. So um, unfortunately, I, I think the excuse of, well, it's this lineup, this player, this injury, every 
every ingredient that you've mixed in shows that you're a below average it's, team right it's now. It's all of those things and you're not good enough. It's it's the worst combination possible. You're not good it's, enough. It's, you have a lot of explanations as to why it's not as good as we thought it was and it's just not very good. It's yeah. it's all of them at the same time and now that they're, you, we've added a whole other layer and, and it started against the Knicks when, when Russ got benched for overtime and it continued last night. And while the game, to your point, Slee, the Knicks game was you're trying to win a game, even if it's against a, a lousy Knicks team, you're still trying to win a game. Last night, the, the Bucks had this thing in the palm of their hand from about halfway through the first quarter, and it was really never in question, mm-hmm. um, even with that run in the fourth quarter. They have 78 points in the first half. Yeah, most ever. So that's one part of this. But Westbrook did not play in the fourth quarter. Yep. And then afterwards, he was talking about how he does not believe he doesn't need to hit any benchmarks that he's proven himself in this league. I don't got that answer for you, brother. I wish I did. I shouldn't have to hit any benchmark, to be honest. I put a lot of work and I got a lot of respect in this game. I, I don't have to hit a benchmark. I shouldn't have to. Um, I earned the right, you know, to be in closing lineups. I mean, I, you know, numbers would tell you. I don't have to explain that. But like I said, once again, that ain't my decision. That's the decision that he um, and the staff think is best for the game. Okay, so what has changed mostly is he's not pretending he's okay with not playing. He, he didn't say what he said after the Knicks game was, hey, we won the game. Th- this is, it's not my decision. I want to be out there. I've done everything there is to do in this league. It's, it's out of my hands. This, we, we've gone to a different place now. You have a, a NBA star, a bona fide NBA star mm-hmm. who's unhappy who does not like the way that he's being used. You have an NBA coach who very recently won a championship who's saying, look, I, I can't continue to play this guy. He's not play- He's made as many baskets as he has turnovers in the month of February. Literally. Literally. Same amount of baskets made as Was turnovers. 14 and 14. 14 and 14. Yeah. Yeah. He's not playing well. Now, he's not the only one, but we, we, that's, that's another topic. So now, trade deadline is 24 hours away. What yep. seemed like something that was just not going to happen, there's rumors out there that this has been bubbling up for a while, that the other Laker players are feeling a certain way, that the staff is feeling a certain way about this. Has it gotten to the point where it's so unmanageable that you just have to hit the detonator and get him out no matter what? Well, first of all, I don't have an issue with what Russ said yesterday. That that it, You know, we were just talking about competitors. Of course Russ wants to be on the floor. Of course Russ thinks he should be on the floor. I mean, I think what would be disappointing is if Russell Westbrook was saying, no, 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 they are better off without me. Like, I, I get Russ's perspective on this of saying he is – it's not like the guy's 38 years old and, you know, everybody just thinks his career is over. He's 33. That's not old in the NBA. I'm not saying it's he's not old, 27. He's playing badly. He's it, playing bad. It, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm going to – we've already had this conversation of you got to earn your spot at the end. So I, I think we're both in agreement of that. But I don't really have a fundamental issue with Russell Westbrook saying what he said because – that's how Russ feels because he is uh, – he's Russell Westbrook. Like, I, I, I agree. I don't have a problem with it, Al. What I think it is is I think it's a, a giant red flag that this is not going to end anything other than terribly. So do we want to end it now or do we want to end it at the end of the season? So this I is, think that's what it is. Not that he's right or Frank Vogel's right. Sure. Every, every, everybody's kind of right. You know, he is, he is Russell Westbrook, so I don't have to prove myself to anybody. He's right. Frank Vogel's saying, yeah, but you stink right now, so I can't play you. Frank Vogel's right, but – we're in a different spot because the season is virtually up in smoke. I, I, I'm not. 
Can LeBron I read James is still there, but you can't. This doesn't work. He doesn't want to do it like this. Frank Vogel doesn't want to play him like that. The other guys on the team are. You can almost feel them start to back away, like they know what's coming. And I don't think I need to be here when this thing goes uh, nuclear. I'm going to come over here. Do you go nuclear right now? Do you move him under any cost? So this is what you have to weigh if you deal Russell Westbrook by tomorrow. And this by no means am I sitting here telling you that there's a deal out there because there could very well not be a deal available for the Lakers. Um, I, I And when I say not a deal for the Lakers, remember over the last week or two, there was some conversation about John Wall and the Rockets. And the Rockets saying this was reported, right? Reported that Rockets would be interested in a swap. Hey, just throw in that 2027 first-round pick that you have, and we'd be interested in it. If the question you have about the Lakers right now is the season is shot, if hypothetically the season is shot. Hypothetically? Just, they're just, in ninth place. No, no, no. That, that's, not, that's not the reference. The reference is if hypothetically the season is shot, why are you giving assets away if the season is shot? That's, that's the conversation. The conversation is I get the rust piece that you're referring to, and it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. If – if tomorrow they decide, let's try another different starting lineup and Russell Westbrook's not going to be a part of that starting lineup, mm-hmm. you think Russ is going to sit in the postgame and say, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I, do, I think this is a great idea. I think idea. that's unlikely. Probably unlikely. <laughs> yeah. So when I say it's shot, what I mean is they're not going to be winning a championship. If they're not going to win a championship, do you want to get rid of assets before tomorrow's trade deadline? Or wouldn't you say, I'm going to wait till the summer, this season's already over, and then we could reassess Russell Westbrook final year in this contract. It's a lot easier to trade. That that's what I'm referring to by that. Yeah, it's a tough question. It's a it's a tough. I'd move him. I I think that you almost need a a clean deck, right? That the Lakers, like we've talked about before, the Lakers do not build their franchise traditionally through the draft they build it through acquisitions they build it through going to get kareem they build it through getting Shaq and making a trade for pow and you know that not that they don't ever draft guys they drafted magic they've drafted you know kobe they got in a trade on draft day these i understand but they're in a different scenario than most teams where the value of their draft picks is probably not as important to them as it to other people i think you need to start over i i really do and the sooner you can do it even if you could have a month or two of better vibes, better sure. energy. And, and it's a weird thing to say with energy because he does play as hard as he does, but there's just this funk that's around this team that is really unpleasant. Like you heard Frank Vogel say, our energy isn't good right now. LeBron is saying, you know, we, have, we, we, we aren't on Milwaukee's level. There's just this thing in the air where everybody just needs a fresh start, and if we can start it sooner than later, why not? I, I think it's – really, really, really difficult that if you and I are sitting here 24 hours from now, they did nothing. Um, that doesn't mean Russ. I'm just saying something. Something. Bill Orn put out the athletic sources have indicated that the Le- that the Lakers no longer believe they can win at a high level with Westbrook alongside James and Davis. But prior to Tuesday, the line of thinking was that the Lakers would be unwilling to wave the white flag and admit their summer blockbuster was a failure. And the question that you're throwing out there is – do you just do it now? Well, and it, it, you got This is the one thing I'm going to continue to emphasize. When you have a 44 million dollar contract, it's not a 20 million dollar contract where you think, "Hey, let's just let's move on. We'll we'll keep going." You got to find a trade partner on the other side, I, and you I also get that. and you also have to you, you got to kind of look at least towards the summer and say. <laughs> 
well, do we keep some assets to make a move then? Take some phone calls here, just but I, I don't think anybody has to admit it's a failure. It is. It is. It is empirically a failed experiment. It, it is. There is no yeah, but there there are some things that maybe are in addition to this. But this thing that they thought was going to be the difference between them beating Brooklyn or not is decidedly a failure. There is no middle ground. Well, it's it's it it is. So whether they want to admit it or not, that's up to them. Let's, they know it. They, I mean, of course they do. Knows it. There is no. Knows it. There is no. Um, there is kind of no middle ground here. Again, what what I thought would be a failed season is you're sitting in fifth place in the Western Conference, and you don't think, you know, you lose to the Warriors in the second round yeah. or something. Yeah, that's not different. This. That's not this. They, they not, may not, not even get into a real playoff series. It is a very, very distinct possibility that they play one play-in game and they're gone. It, it is a real possibility, or maybe two, and they're gone. And that wasn't in the mix at all. Let's try a quick one in Long Beach. And Robert, Robert, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Robert? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, as a Laker fan, I'm really upset by this, and I heard uh, Travis just say that they should start over, which may or may not be right. Who knows? But how many times have we had this conversation in the last 10 years or so? And how many amazing players have we drafted who've gone on to have great careers? I mean, we've done a fantastic job drafting great players, then making bad trades with them. And, and, and I think I even called this show and said, I don't believe that Westbrook, as much as I think he's a fantastic player, probably the best rebounding point guard of all time, I don't think he fits on this team. And I got a lot of pushback, and I think, look at Kyle Kuzma, look at KCP. Those are good players who were dangerous when AD and LeBron are on the floor, and now they're gone. And we're talking about starting over again. Uh, as a Laker fan, you, well, how do you? I, I think on? there's, I think there's a piece that you 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 skipped right past, Robert. And I appreciate the phone call. They won a championship. But by by making the moves that they made and talking about the great careers that these guys have, first of all, I'd say name one. There's guys that are promising that are getting better, but none of the guys they've drafted have had a great career so far. Not a single Larry one of them. Larry Jr. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they, they want the, the trades, they won. Not this year. They won a championship. These other guys are somewhere between okay and developing, and, and I think that's at the, the top of the list. So the Anthony well, Davis part of this, they, they hit a home run. They traded for a guy that they thought could win him a championship, and he did. The definition of starting over. Let, let, let's do that when we come back, because I, I think there's. I don't think that we're we're, so, we're throwing that term so loose right now. Let's do that when we come back. Plus, we know we got a, a ton of people that want to uh, uh, get in the show as well. So eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Stay right here, Travis and Sliwa on seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So I can't tell. Will's got his hat pulled down a little low. Do you still? Yep. No, it's still there. It's still there. He had his mask on. He had his hat pulled low. Will is still had his has his face painted as a uh, as a Bengal tiger, and I don't like it. I don't think he should have been allowed to have pizza. I don't think he should be allowed to be in our studio. It's it's bad mojo. Pizza spicy, bro. I'm uh, a slice and a half in right now. Kind of just heard you, you take a that? deep breath. You're like, yeah. Ooh. Here's what's going on. Do you ever do that where you know you have like a small pocket or window, <laughs> and you try to consume as much as you no, possibly never, can? Never once. 
I have no idea no. what you mean. <laughs> me, me, eat fast? Never. Yeah, you're you're much classier than I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You use a knife and a fork when you eat pizza. <laughs> my uh, my son had a baseball banquet last night. When you say this, and it was at this Mexican restaurant in San Juan, El Adobe. It was really nice. Um, so they, it's like a banquet style, right? So they come and everybody gets the same thing, and they bring you your salad, and they clear the plate, and they bring you your, the entree, and they clear the plate, and then they, you know, they're doing the whole thing. By the time I was done, everyone else at the table, the white tablecloth still nice and white, maybe a few crumbs here and there. Yeah. Mine looked like there had been a homicide committed on the white tablecloth next to me. It was covered in rice and beans and salsa and and burrito shrapnel. It was it was it was a very ugly scene, and I'm 50 years old. It's not, it's not a good look for me. That actually surprises me a little bit. I would think that you were you know you stayed within your boundaries <laughs> i tried i'm just incapable I, I i i am i am what i am and i do not I, I cannot not spill on myself it's a bad deal okay espn radio is brought to you by progressive insurance explain to me what you were talking about with starting over starting from scratch you said that that everybody yeah. kind of has a different definition so you know starting from scratch would mean Anthony, the Portland Trailblazers could very well start from scratch, right? That's a that's a start from scratch franchise right now. Um, teams are going to get rid of potentially their best players and and really truly start from scratch. What the Lakers would do in the summer, uh, if you know they don't make some type of deal or they find a trade partner for Russell Westbrook, they're going to try again. That's not restarting. Uh, and I, I'm not telling you. <clears throat> of course, as every year that goes by. It's you're playing a riskier and riskier game because of LeBron James. You ask LeBron to do everything, and his age would tell you that, hey, he can only do so much at this point. If if LeBron never played another game the rest of his career, you'd look back and say, that's arguably one of the greatest to ever do it. Sure. Wow, he played 19 seasons in the NBA, but that's not the case. He's averaging 28 or 29 points a game. Um, I, I think what they would do in the summer is – if you could trade Russ, get some other assets, maybe go back to the poker chips where instead of you have all your money on one poker, on, on one chip, you get, you know, you kind of cash out your $10 bill and get a five and and, and a $5 chip and five ones or whatever it is, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's the best way I could describe it. So I don't think they're going to be resetting and restarting. I think they're still all in, just in a different collaboration than what they did this year. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Santa Monica and Mario. Mario, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, good man. Thank you. I was at I was at the game yesterday, uh, last night, and uh, and this is how I know it's getting bad. Uh, when Russell Westbrook was sitting down and make their comeback in the fourth quarter, uh, you still had fans yelling, "Westbrook, you suck!" <laughs> even though he wasn't even in the game. And I think they don't need a reset right now, but something definitely needs to change. And it's either going to be Westbrook or, or uh, Coach Frank at this point. And I, I don't even know if they're the problem, but I think that's the two things that we can control this season. Yeah, Mar- Mario, I think I think we bring up an interesting point. And now you, you were there last night. You were working the game. It, I was watching it on TV, so I don't know what the vibe was like in the building, but it did seem to me that last night was different. The, the Lakers have gotten blown out before this season. It's happened a handful of times, yeah. but last night felt different, par- partially because it was Giannis and the Bucks, partially because they were running out of time, but also because of the Westbrook part of this entire thing, and it just felt that 
the, the wind had started blowing in a different direction. He's lost the arena. He's lost a lot of Laker fans. And I think he's lost the head coach. I think probably he's lost some of his teammates along the way. It just felt, watching it through the television, that it had changed drastically from a couple of nights ago to last night. I want to separate Russ and the game yesterday in the sense of Lakers got blown out, period, yesterday. Just let, let me make sure that I emphasize that. You give up 78 points and a half. It, it's not a game, right? Lakers and, have and been it, playing basketball for a long time. It's the most they've ever given up and a half at home, ever. Okay, so that, that will tell you part <laughs> of the story right there, okay? I think the reason why yesterday, and I'm with you, I thought last night was different than some of these other games. Maybe it was because AD's got some games now under his belt since he came back. Russ has obviously been there pretty much every single game. And LeBron now has been back for a couple of games. You got a chance to then go up against some good competition. And before you blink, they're down 14 at the end of the first quarter. And then before you even got up and got your second beer, you're down 22 at halftime. It was different because... I think if there was some false hope that you're still holding on to, Trav, it wasn't long ago you and I said, hey, LeBron James and Anthony Davis is our hope. The hope is you go take them out in a seven-game set. You might have a challenge there because it's LeBron and AD. The Bucks played the Lakers yesterday, one of those elite teams that, nah, wouldn't be much of a challenge, guys. They, that, there was a discouraging moment during the game yeah. where you sat back and said, the, yeah, th- this is just a different level of basketball. The the, the LeBron-AD combo in a seven-game series will save us feeling is left the building because they've been together for the last you know week or two, and, and it's, just, it's just not there, Al. And, but, and, and but it's you, not that they're agree? not playing badly necessarily, those two individuals. It's that the team is still – they're struggling to beat Portland. They're losing to the Clippers. They're struggling to beat the Knicks. They, yep. the, those aren't the teams they're going to play in a seven-game series. They're going to play especially where they're going to be coming from, from the seven or eight. They're going to be playing somebody really good. This idea that, hey, LeBron and AD, not anymore. I just, the team isn't good enough. Well, just go back to this. It wasn't long ago where you and I were saying, hey, if there's a uppercut shot of being in this, in a, in a series, it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, it's that duo that's going to be the key. Mm-hmm. Well, LeBron's only been back for two games after he missed. You remember he got his, he had the swelling in his knee or whatever the case is. Yesterday, I thought was that realization of, yeah, even that kind of that hope that you had, that's probably dwindling away. So the energy inside the arena, no question about it. It was completely deflating. Let's try another one. Let's go to well, – I got to do this. Manuel in Gardena. Manuel, you're on with Trav and Slate. What's up? Manuel. Uh-oh. Manuel's not there. Let's try Chris in Cal Heights. Chris, you are on with Trav and Slate. Hey, guys, I'm a big fan. Thanks for taking my call. I got two questions for you, Slee. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Okay, so last year, let's think. Let's go back in time to last year. Who is the player who is the most, and we don't know these players. John Ireland knows these players. We don't know these players. Who is the most stubborn player in the league? Last season, the most stubborn player in the league. Just from our outsider's perspective, you know some of these players, I guess, but like the way they play, who's stubborn and won't change? I'm assuming you're referencing Russ. Yeah, so that leads okay. me to think that you probably at least think he's a, a contender. Last year, who had the worst, most untradeable contract in the league? Um, I'm assuming you're saying Russ. So that leads me to think that you probably think that too. I'm like, how? It's like you're being interrogated on the Palenka, stand now. 
Okay. <laughs> Mr. Sliwa, where were you on the evening of February 8th at 8 o'clock? And the way he Can you account the for your whereabouts the, the way he when the Russell Westbrook went 2 for 10 in a game against the Knicks? I felt like I was guilty, and I'm like, Alan, really, really think about this. Okay, no, go, go on go on with your other question. What, what's the other question that you I just I just had an audition to be a cop on a show, so I think I'm like, <laughs> still in that frame of mind. Sorry. But, um, but so, so I'm just like, how could Palenka – I love LeBron. I like Palenka, but like it does seem like it was LeBron's choice to bring him in and he convinced Palenka, at least my outsider's perspective. I think a lot of people are thinking that it's, it's, it's like such a risk taking on a player like that. And there was no out. There's no way we can get out of this. So it was like such a high risk, like, move. I just don't know why we did it. You know, um, it's funny, and I, we appreciate you calling into the show, Trev. When. You know how people say, well, LeBron's the GM. Hey, he's running. He's no, going to make not. decisions. He's part he's of gonna, it. He's going to be – well, I 100% think he's no question about it, a big part of it. Sure. Of, if LeBron doesn't want something done, he's probably not going to get done. Why? Because LeBron has also helped put together rosters in his career, and they've won championships, got to the NBA Finals and everything else. I, I still get what they thought might work between those three players. I still get why they thought – you have to go up against the the three players with the Houston or with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Who, by the way, the, the Nets have lost nine in a row. I know none of their players are there, but they're in the playing tournament. And so are the Lakers. I mean, it's just it's like a bizarro me. universe. But you're right. the The idea of it made sense. I just didn't like the idea of it. But you could say, look, we have two of the best players in the league in AD and LeBron. We're going to add another best player in the league in Russell Westbrook, and those three guys are going to be good enough to beat anybody. It, in, in a vacuum, sure, okay. I just kind of went to the, the other place, which was, guys, he's kind of a one-trick guy. He, he's, he's not a terribly complimentary player. He's a number one guy. He's certainly not a number three guy. And if you expect him to be something other than he's been, it's not going to work. Okay. Like you've said several times. I didn't think it would be this bad. I didn't, but it, it's bad for the exact reasons I thought. But it's no one. It's not Russell Westbrook's fault. It's everybody gets a little bit of ownership in this because everybody's underperformed. Well, I was going to ask you if, if I asked, do you think it is? Um, do you think it's uh, it's blown out of proportion? the criticism Russell Westbrook's getting. Do you think it's blown out of proportion or no? A little bit, yes. Not not a ton, but yes. It, it's if, if it's on a scale of 1 to 10, I think it's like a 7 and people are making it out to be a 9. But it, it's, it's turned up a little bit. I don't think it's nothing. I think that he's the biggest problem, but he's not the only problem. I say that because every single game I feel, I feel like if, if Trevor Ariza misses a shot, I'm getting a tweet that well, if Russ would have cut, and you know, I, I <laughs> yeah, feel like that, that's that's, that's probably, where we, yeah, that, I feel like that's that. where we are. That no matter, and it's not to say that he doesn't hold what he can control himself, and I think him controlling himself has not gone well. The turnovers are still high, or his shot percentage is awful, or his shot selection is bad. But man, anything with the Lakers now, it's just so quick. Of oh well, it's Russ's fault. It's Russ's fault. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN.
So we've seen NFL games, Al, uh, in Canada. We've seen them, obviously, in uh, uh, the UK for many, many years. We've seen them in Mexico, Mexico City. City. Yep. yep. I believe uh, a million years ago, they used to do preseason football in Japan, I want to say. They, they've done some games in Tokyo as well. You can add Germany to the list. The NFL announced that they're going to be having regular season games in Germany over the next four years. You ready to go to the Rhineland to uh, see some That's NFL football? That's interesting. I, I didn't know... Germany was a top market for the NFL. Do you know that? I, I, I'm a, Well, I know that they had a team there when they had the World League of American Football. They had American okay. football across Europe. I know that uh, there was a team in Germany that did pretty well. I think they were one of the better teams, but I don't know what the appetite for it is. T- take me through this. Why is Mexico City not the next big spot? It's it's in North America. The time zones kind of line up. The travel seems a little easier. You look at the fan base here in Los Angeles. There are a, a lot of Latino fans here for the Rams. Like, why not try to push south a little bit and loop in Mexico as an NFL destination regularly? Um, think of franchises. Let, let's use the Chargers as an example. Think of a franchise. You got to think of a franchise that you think, okay, they don't. They're not going to create much traction, or maybe the market that they're in is not that great. That's kind of the opportunity, right? Take a franchise that you think there's a much bigger upside with. Do, do you really think the Chargers over the next ten years are going to make this big imprint in LA? No. <laughs> I, I mean, don't I, know I how much that, more clearly to say it. No. I, yeah, I just use that as an example. We'll, we'll see if something happens. But I do agree with you. I think one of the one of the advantages of having the Chargers when they were in SD. They're so close to the border, mm-hmm. right? They're so close to the border that um, they could have done even probably a better job marketing to uh, to Mexico, and they really didn't. I think that they should put a team in Barcelona, and you and I should make a road trip to go cover that team every single year. Just travensly on the road in Barcelona covering the Rams. Uh, the official start date for the HBO show Winning Time, uh, March 6th. So we just have a little bit less than a month before you get to see um, – John C. Riley is Jerry Buss and a whole bunch of uh, who the uh, Adrian Brody is playing Pat Riley. There's yeah. a whole bunch going on in that series. Yeah, and I think I'm, I'm all in on this one, especially because we've been talking about it for a long time. Remember when initially the idea was presented? This was over a year ago or so. So the fact that it's finally coming out, what do you say? It's it's March, so in the next month we're going to get a chance to start watching this. Fantastic! And it's the magic. It's the Showtime Lakers. It's my yeah. favorite version of the Lakers. It's the one I have the most fond memories of. So I I, I am all here for that. Um, it was on this day. I hope they, you think they'll do something on the Eddie Jones Van Exel era? <laughs> I get. I would imagine it's already in development, as they say. They're probably Probably casting, rewriting. You should get like a a, um, a consultant credit. You could you yeah. could go through all the nuances of that roster. We um, need more Eldon Campbell <laughs> today, February 9th, nineteen ninety seven. Okay, nineteen ninety seven. The Simpsons became the longest running animated cartoon series. Let me say that again. In 1997, the, the Simpsons... It's like a Will Chamberlain stat. <laughs> right. Became the longest running cartoon series, <laughs> and it's still on, and we're in 2022. Do you, do you still watch? Not quite the way I used to, but yeah, I'll put it this way. I'm 98% certain there is not an episode of The Simpsons I have not seen. Really? Yeah, I, I think I... Now, I don't see them all right when they come out at 8 o'clock on Sunday night, but I, I've seen them all, I think. Does it? Do they still do well ratings-wise? I don't know the answer to that, and the show's yeah. not quite what it used to be in its heyday, but it's Homer Simpson makes me laugh, and I don't care if he's been on TV for 40 years. they became the longest-running animated I, cartoon series. I think it's what been on the, the air hell? 34 years. 
34 years it's been a part of uh, our lives. How do people find the pod, Slee? All right, ESPN app or iTunes. Uh, we appreciate you guys being a part of the show, but if you miss it live, you can always catch it on the podcast all three hours. Slee and I will be all over NBA trade deadline tomorrow. It's going to happen right in the middle of our show where the Lakers make a move. We'll have you covered on all of that tomorrow. Mason in Ireland is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.